0: No one, and I mean no
1: one, comes into our house and pushes us around.
2: You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. We're soldiers, but we're American soldiers. We've been kicking ass for 200 years.
3: And those of you who are familiar with it know that in America, democracy is hypocrisy. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction.
0: You're listening to the Abolitionists' Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargill and Bruce Fleury. They're leading the charge in advancing the conservative revolution. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And now, your all-American hosts, Phil Stargill and Bruce Fleury.
1: Well, good morning, everyone. This is Bruce Fleury, uh, Phil Stargell's uh, co-host for the broadcast of... Uh, the broadcast of the abolitionist roundtable in Michigan here on uh, 1600 WHAM. We're waiting for Phil to uh, uh, to uh, to join us. He's had a a little. He's having some technical difficulties, I guess, with his uh, cell phone. But he should be joining us joining us shortly. Um, uh, Want to say good morning to our uh, intrepid producer, call screener, uh, engineer, jack of all trades, uh, Derek Stone, and our our resident uh, expert on 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 the world of sports. Uh, morning, Derek. Good morning, Bruce. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I don't then generally watch the uh, the State of the Union address, folks, because it uh, I, I pretty much know what's what it's gonna what these uh, what the president's gonna say. Or if if I don't know exactly what he's gonna say, you can get a pretty good idea. And uh, this uh, this past uh, this past uh, uh, State of the Union address was uh, no exception. In fact i call it the uh, state of confusion address and uh, like i said i don't uh, i don't necessarily watch every single minute of every uh, of every uh, uh state of the union but i do i do uh, pay attention to some of the highlights or or low lights as you may uh, you know whatever depending upon your point of view and he told some wh- joe joe biden told some whoppers because he just kind of went off script uh a number of times and when you when when you are finished uh, torturing yourself uh, listening to an hour and twenty minutes of this of this uh, this, dr- this drivel uh, such as uh, you know the Republicans are going to cut Social Security and Medicare and that type of thing and that got a huge a huge blowback from the from the audience. In fact, I think uh, uh, oh who was it uh, uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, more outspoken uh, uh, young uh, conservative Republican, uh, female uh, Republican uh, uh, representatives uh, just flat out called, uh, called Biden a liar. And uh, <laughs> that just the, the entire chamber erupted uh, just from listening to the soundbite. And I go, that's that's really rich. This guy to say that, that's really rich. Coming from this guy who was, who was back in the Senate in 1983 or 1984 when Social Security was Originally, which originally was supposed to be left alone by the federal government, so-called lockbox. The first time in American history Social Security benefits were taxed was in 1984, and again in 1993. Biden, who voted for the the voted for the uh, the 84 uh, passage, which unfortunately did have some Republican support. Uh, this time around in 1993 when he wanted to add, add an additional bracket of taxation to the uh, to Social Security not a single Republican um, from my reading not a single Republican uh, supported that uh, but the thing is uh, Social Security I and mean, he's ignoring the uh, the administration the Social Security administration's own estimates that unless something is done to to, uh, to address the, uh, the problems with Social Security, um, I like guess, age of retirement, uh, you know, that type of thing. Uh, unless something is done, benefits will have to be cut by 20% because by 2035, the program will be insolvent. Insolvent that means broke dead broke swimming in a sea of red ink as if they're not swimming in a sea of red ink right now, folks, because. Because when you when you add up the. These three programs, Social Security, Medicare and Medicaid, which are off-budget, which is this is a uh, this is a, an interesting little uh, type of creative accounting that we've uh, come to know and love over the years. The total am- amount of money that uh, is unfunded in these in these uh, or liabilities rather that is unfunded in these uh, in these programs amounts to over two hundred trillion dollars. That's trillion with a T, folks. There's not enough pl- money on this planet. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's not enough money on this planet to pay off this uh, to pay this all off. In fact, if we paid a trillion dollars a year to cut that, to cut those uh, to cut those uh, those those accounts to to bring them into line, it would take probably 200 years to do to to do so. So we're not just talking about a national debt that's over 31 trillion dollars. We're talking about an additional 200 trillion dollars. <laughs> That nobody even talks about anymore, and you talk about the national debt. Well, we don't have to worry about that because, as long as we can pay the interest on the uh, on it, we're going to be fine. Well, if you keep putting a billion seven, a billion eight, two billion dollar, two two trillion dollars there. Uh, I pardon me, trillions of dollars there. Um, you know, all this is going to add up, and we're going to come to the point where we're going to be be spending a trillion dollars a year just on interest alone to service the debt. But what are the, what do the Democrats want to do and what some Rener Republicans want to do? they want to even spend even more money. Now we had uh, a situation where uh, Sean Hannity has uh, has pushed for a one percent cut across the board and it's called the penny plan. And if the penny plan were adopted and and uh, stuck to by the uh, by the federal government, we could uh, we could we could pay off the uh, we could pay off the debt in in about four years. Now that now whether that's you know something that uh, that we needed to look a little bit more more in depth into at least is something it's, it's, a, it's a type of solution. But remember back to when George George W. Bush or uh, one of the Bushes I forget it was H. W. or George W. wanted to wanted to privatize Social Security. By a mere two percent of the money that was going uh, to Social Security set aside in private accounts, the Democrats are screaming bloody murder. Oh, you're starving the government. know, we're going to do this. We're going to do the We're going to do the other thing. Well, if, if if you if you haven't noticed by now, you should notice it. If you you should notice it, the federal government is uh, is morbidly obese. Uncle Sam needs to go on a crash diet, and you're going to have to cut here, and you're going to have to cut there, everything except what's in the Constitution that is. Uh, that you have to spend, which is defense. Article 1, Section 8, okay? The Constitution provides for the common defense, that type of thing. Uh, we're going to go to uh, to Milt Harris on the line. He's uh, We haven't heard from him in a couple of weeks. Uh, Milt, good morning. Uh, glad to hear from you. Uh, what's on your mind, my friend?
4: Uh, good Good morning, Bruce. Glad to be on the line and talking to you, and the whole field is doing okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he'll be fine.
4: What I wanted to say this morning is that uh, uh, Sarah uh, Sarah Saunders, I should say, governor of Arkansas, her rebuttal of China Joe Biden Mm -hmm. was accurate and splendidly impeccable, and every patriot who believes in the United States should hear it, because Mm she said what a lot of these people are afraid to say. But being that she is a student of what I call the MAGA Academy of National Patriotism, Donald Trump should get some some credit for her having the courage to be brave enough to tell the truth. And that's what he taught her and has taught many other people because the Republicans that are in office today would not have the courage to stand up to these communists if it hadn't been for Trump who showed them how to be brave. So I think that everybody who believe in this country, if they haven't heard Sarah Sanders' rebuttal, Should go and hear it because she has said what nationally, what I have been saying locally for years, that the Democrats, the neo communist Democrats, as I call them, are crazies. You see? And she said it, and now it's going national, and a lot of other people are going to start saying it and identifying these people. The Democrats yep. have been calling us all types of names, uh, racists and homophobes and all, all kind of negative <laughs> names. Now they have been labeled as to who they are, crazies. Because, see, yep. most of the lunatics that are running around out here in the streets with these Democrats and these communists and fascists are not in the institutions. They are out in the streets. And they're getting away with with all this nonsense about males can have babies and they don't know what a female is. Uh, they don't, and uh, the borders are, op- are not open. They're secure, and people are flowing to this bo- across the border like, like locusts. And yet, still, they tell us that, you know, we got to get rid of our gas stoves and we can't have all These are crazy people. And Sarah Saunders put it out there nationally. And I'm telling people, go listen to her speech, her rebuttal. And we need to start giving credit to her for putting it out there nationally that they're crazy. And, you know, when you look at it, uh, Bruce, I've said so many times that the United States is infected with a toxic congregation of functioning lunatics. I mean, they they are functioning as if they're normal, but they're not. And so when you look at uh, the country as a whole, they try to make people believe that transgenderism is a new item. But transgenderism ain't nothing but homosexuality by another name. And Mm -hmm. what they have done, like it says in the Bible, they Mm -hmm. tried so hard to pull Trump down, pull his country down, constantly talking about racism. And what they have done is try to put these things out here for us to believe that they're the normal one. But as it says in Genesis, I think it's 50 and 20, that uh uh you know what what people have meant for evil or ill god has meant for good and so now this transgenderism thing is going to turn back on them because bruce look at it this way if you can say that you are something which you are not and just by saying that you you become that then mm-hmm. what's what how come a person can't change their race right so yeah. most people look at race from a visual standpoint. So if you can't identify a person by vision, and all you're going on is what they say, then mm-hmm. racism is gone. The racism has been exterminated, and that's what that says in the Bible. But what they meant for ill, God has meant for good. And people need to look at that and say, look, no more. We're not backing up. No more. Not one inch, not one step. We're going yeah. to take these crazies on and identify them as to who they are, what they are, and let people know, that this country is not a racist country. If it was, we wouldn't have Martin Luther King Day on a basketball uh, yeah. court. You had all these players with black uh, whatever it is they had on their front of their shirts and saying, if this country was racist, you, you wouldn't have that. You wouldn't have black holidays and black music and all that nonsense. So we need to stop letting these lunatics dictate to us what sanity is, because they are insane. So I want to say, Bruce, this morning, I just want to get that out there and tell people, go listen to Sarah Sanders. She made it possible to go national, where I could all go local, and call these people who they are. And Donald Trump has given the courage to a lot of these Republicans to have the courage to stand up to these lunatics. And we need to look at that as we go forward to 2024, that we must fight these, these Simon Gamora people Every day, not just one hour, but every day. And don't be afraid to stand up to them. So, Bruce, I want to say to you and to everybody who's listening, be brave, because that's what this country was made on, the home of the brave, okay? Mm-hmm. And so we need to keep this home if we want it and let people know that we're not going to let the lunatics dictate to us what sanity is, because when you can't tell what a woman is, you don't, and you tell a man could can get pregnant, and you, and you believe in pedophilia, you saying you believe in homosexuality? You believe that uh, that we human beings are the cause of some nonsense called global warming? And then you got a lunatic who tells you that they can't shoot a balloon down, uh, on a, shoot a balloon down because the, the debris will fall on people. When anybody knows that if you put a hole in the balloon, it don't it don't come right down right away. It floats down. So that was a lie. So now they're trying to make it, make people believe that uh, they Joe Biden is a uh, a tough president. They didn't shot down some unidentified object. They could have did it the first time, because. But China Joe is in the pocket of China, believe it or oh, not. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. so Bruce, I'm going to yeah. tell you. Have a good day. Have a good program, and I'll be listening. Take care. Okay, God bless you, America.
1: Well, that, ladies and gentlemen, Milt Harris, great, uh, great call, Milt, as always. Uh, you yeah, know, before we go to Gary in Tucson, uh, yeah, we had uh, there's, there's some numbers here uh, about because the uh, you talk about the the uh, the economic impact of uh, of all these all these things are put together. Uh, we've been hearing uh, from our own governor how abortion is uh, is good economics. Uh, again, pretty much echoed by by Biden and his uh, and his uh, and his remarks. Um, well, you know, uh, for those people who think that uh, uh, abortion is, is good for business, I have some numbers here. Uh, when I wrote when I wrote my book during the Obama administration. Uh, about the Negro Project, Margaret Sanger's diabolical, duplicitous, dangerous, disastrous, and deadly plan for Black America. I came across a rather uh, chilling statistic here. Um, according to Dennis Howard of the Movement for a New America, uh, and this is uh, this is, and we'll put this in the in the in the, uh, in, in the time frame in which I wrote the book, and the book's been out, out for about maybe a little a little less than eight years now. Uh, as of 2014 okay Howard has pegged the economic cost of abortion since 1973 to, to 2014 as between 35 and 70 trillion trillion dollars in lost gro- lost gro- lost gross domestic product he goes no matter how you slice it aggressive population control exacts a huge price uh, price in future economic growth that can never be recovered never be recovered indeed it reverberates through all future generations this is now this is also stunning what he concludes is that without and out without rather an enormous new baby boom lasting another 40 to 50 years the growth is lost forever we don't have a debt crisis he says we have a death crisis and with that we're going to go to uh, Gary and Tucson good morning gary how are you Welcome to the broadcast.
2: Hey, partner. Yeah, they've uh, managed to screw up just about everything else. So why not the financial system of the United States? And they've been working on that since the Fed. But uh, yeah. I'm calling about um, Taylor Green telling the president he's a liar to his face right. across the room. Um, I think that was beautiful because we need to take the gloves off. And what I mean by that is they've been destroying our society for decades. Yeah. And they they do things that are completely outrageous, disgusting, perverted, sick, lying, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, disastrous, uh, contemptuous. I have a hundred different things. And they get all upset because she yells across the room as they mutilate our children. This is ridiculous. So they need to do more of that. They need to shut him down and shut the Democrats down because the Democrats have become just plain commies. And there's no real difference between communism and evil. Uh, I, mean, I don't mean that as a metaphor. I'm talking about stone cold evil. As as we find, you know, um, Ken Lavoni, he likes to tell everybody that uh, atheists are, are scumbags, and a lot of them are, especially Marx and the people that brought us communism. Those people are scumbags. But right. as atheists, they, they have to, and myself included, have to shun divinity. So we don't we don't accept that. But when they shun it, they don't just like push it aside and pretend like it's not important. They try to destroy it, the communists. They, they have to destroy the men of faith, the, the val- men of valor. They have to bring them down. And they have yeah. to accept the consequences of those things so, to, so that they don't have to admit they're wrong. Now, the consequences yeah. are like condoms and tattoos, rap, piercings, porn, no-fault divorce, accepting yeah. homosexuality, the pill, single mothers, welfare, gender-affirming crap, Um, legalizing drugs. It goes on and on and on. All these things they're doing to our country, to our people, to our children, and they have the nerve to get pissed off because one woman yells at the president? I don't think so. And it's really, really pissing me off because, um, I mean, they have to stand. The Republicans have to stand. And so far, since they've taken the power back in the one chamber, they're doing fantastic. But it's not going to go anywhere. It won't pass the other house or pass the president, so
1: we well, sp- still have to well, keep speak- doing it though. And- well, speaking of, uh, you know, the uh, the mutilation here, uh, we have a, a little uh, little couple of uh, things, a little little, little uh, thing here from uh, from justpatriots.com <clears throat> It says Maryland's Montgomery County public schools were issued guidance on gender di- ideology. Gary, the li- district wide guidance, guidance rather, reportedly promotes a wider rate <clears throat> Excuse me, a gender ideology ideology that includes lying to students, parents. Now, is is this what what are what are we supposed to be doing in these schools? Are we supposed to be teaching these kids something solid that will that will stand them in, in good stead through their adult lives, or are we going to are we going to turn them into a bunch of little uh, you know uh, confused, uh, America hating, uh, family hating. Uh, race-baiting social justice warriors. Is that the purpose of our education system, Gary? Well, apparently it looks like it is at the moment,
2: but uh, it's even worse than that because they turn them against
3: their own bodies and minds. That's right.
2: I mean, they they don't even know who they are and they have no... uh, Well, uh, I can't imagine what these kids, uh, this generation is going to be like in 50 years when they're wandering around with absolutely Mm -hmm. no idea of what and yeah. who and why they are. All the important but, things that people, children are supposed to get in school and at home and in church, yeah. they're, they're missing two, three legs, because the church is empty, the homes are divided, and the church yeah. is scum. I'm sorry, not the church, the, the school is scum. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're right, though. The, the, the yeah. uh, Education Department by uh, Benjamin Franklin, was started to make good citizens out of people.
1: We just have a, we have a uh, a really uh, messed up, screwed up situation here. Which just like it is with Social Security and, and Medicare, if 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 nothing is done, while there's still time to address the situation and to to make a course correction, um, we're going to be in, in in a lot worse shape than uh, than we are now. And uh, you know, the State of the Union. Uh, like I said, the state of confusion that the the Joe Biden is in—he thinks everything is great. Well, what he's what he's doing is he's 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 pretending that we're in much better shape economically, socially, and all that than 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 we really are. And what what that is is when we are sitting there listening to the watching this guy listening to what he says, he's lying to us. This conveys to me the the. Uh, the attitude, the prevailing attitude among so many of our elitists that we are too dumb to know that they're doing this, for, uh, they're doing what they're doing for our own good. Uh, it is, it, it's, it's like, I don't know, it, it's like we haven't just passed, we haven't just walked through the looking glass, folks, we have crashed through it. <laughs> and I don't see how there's any way we're going to be able to put all these pieces back together to uh, to to repair that, that, that looking glass, but... Uh, Uh it I I'm I've been around for seventy years and I've never seen things as bad as they are now. And and they are they are really bad. I lived through I lived through Nixon, I lived through uh through uh through uh, LBJ, I lived through through Jimmy Carter, I lived through Obama. And I didn't think it could get any worse, but for the last two years or so we are well we're, we're, we're really messed up here. We're going to get to Ed real quick before the break. Ed from Ypsilanti, uh, comment on the uh, State of the Union.
0: One of my brothers. The State of the Union is that um, we're in horrible shape. When you look at the Grammys that preceded the State of the Union, you look at the outright devil oh, yeah. worship and the lack of yeah. pushback against that. You look at the uh-huh. basically satanic displays that we see. In fact, we see uh, Satan temples opening up around this country. When you want to talk about the situation that our nation is in right now, it's a lack of people who are committed to God. And through that, and I'm going to be frank, through Jesus Christ, there are no political solutions to this that are not motivated by a spiritual battle. By being on the side of right in this in this of. Uh, a uh, battle of good versus evil because that's what it is. It's not a yeah. battle of oh, pro tax and anti tax and democrats and the democrats have sold their soul to the to the to the demonic. That's all there is to it. The I love abortion pins, are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, I know. I know. It's 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 crazy and uh and and look at this, look at this statue of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh did you see that thing? That monstrosity? Oh mistrosity? my that, that's
0: absolutely satanic. And the the point I'm getting it's, it's at is Madonna, If you do not have the Spirit of God empowering you in prayer to come against these people, you're lacking a basic weapon, a basic tool of your soldiering.
1: Well, thank you, Ed. We appreciate it. We've got the music coming up, so uh, we'll be be listening this afternoon at 2 o'clock to uh, Your American Heritage. So you take it easy, my friend, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks so much.
0: You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil stargill and Bruce Flurry. They're exposing the left's underground resistance while leading the charge in the fight for liberty. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And hey, we're
1: back. I'm Bruce Flurry uh, once again uh, at uh, kind of kind of uh, in the saddle here in the uh, in the stead of uh, of our, of our, of our esteemed host, um, Phil Stargel, who's, uh, who's patiently, uh, you know, working to, uh, to join us, um, uh, for the second half of the broadcast anyway. And, and uh, I want to get back to, uh, this, uh, this, uh, uh, patriots.com post that, uh, Phil sent me, uh, this morning before the uh, broadcast about what's taking place in Montgomery County. Uh, there's a little bit more to the, to the email here, uh, or the, uh, the, uh, the article montgomery county employees are required to refer to students by their desired pronouns however when communicating with parents with the parents they are required to use the real pronouns to keep the child's transition a secret Uh, but you know what if my parents ever found out that a teacher was keeping something like that a secret from them where i was concerned (laughs) hey that teacher would be run out of town on a rail at the very least Um, disclosing A child's transition status may be a violation of quote confidential medical information end of quote according to the guidance. Employees are also required folks to ask students whether or not they have permission to disclose their medical information to their parents. Prior to contacting a student's parent or guardian the principal or identified staff member should speak with the student to ascertain the level of support the student either reserves receives or anticipates receiving from home it states. In some cases, transgender and gender non-conforming students may not openly express their gender identity at home because of safety concerns or lack of acceptance. <clears throat> well, folks, I would dare say that considering the the number of these operations, these uh, gender affirming care uh, operations that have been conducted on these children that have gone horribly wrong, horribly wrong, <clears throat> I would say and, and I would say that is far more of a cause of uh, teen suicide than gender dysphoria ever was or ever will be. Granted, folks, there are children who are and uh, pre-adolescent children, uh, minors who are, you know, who are uh, gen- uh, legitimately confused about uh, or unsure about their sexuality. I mean, you know, we have the tomboys, we've had little, little young girls complaining, well, I hate my body and that type of thing, because how they look and that type of thing. And they're actually being encouraged. They're being preyed upon by these, you know, by these, uh, <clears throat> by these, uh, by these, uh, by these tra- the transgender, transgender mafias, what I call them, led by doctors and psychiatrists and the city who, who, ha- who hold, who hold out when meeting with the parents, folks, who hold out the possibility. That if they're if that if the child does not transition to a different sex, different gender, that they will commit suicide. Well, the fact of the matter is, most most children who have who have these these issues, they grow out of them, and they are by the time they reach the age of eighteen or young adulthood, at some point, then they realize that yeah, they are a male or female in line with their with their birth uh, their birth sex, and uh, and 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 they go on to live. Fairly normal lives, but the other ones—the ones who have had this done—have their pre- their parents pressured into having this done, folks. They wind up uh, they wind up uh, regretting this stuff for the rest of their lives because once these body parts are removed, uh, you know, uh, the the breasts, the, uh, the the vaginal area, the uh, the the testicles and the penis from the boys, um, you know, there's no going back. You can make up all these prosthetics for appearance sake, but you're never again going to have little, young, young, young girls being able to, uh, being able to bear children or, or anything like that. Um, anything that goes along with motherhood, uh, and the young, the young boys, I mean, the, the puberty blockers, like the Lupron that they're being administered and, and that type of thing. Um, these things are not irreversible after a certain point. And, uh, They're pretty much stuck. Pretty much stuck for the rest of their lives with it, and this is where a lot of suicides, in my estimation, uh, originate. Uh, If you have any thoughts on that, or the State of the Union, or uh, even that, uh, even the Grammys with uh, Madonna doing her best impersonation of the uh, of the impression, rather, of the Ruth Bader Ginsburg statue and. uh, in uh, dc or chicago please uh, give us a call here at 734-822-1600 because we're dying to hear from what you're hear from you about what you think about it um you know uh and getting a little bit lighter thing here i kind of want kind of want to do, do a little something here uh next next week sometime during the week uh baseball pitchers and catchers report to spring training and uh, next year will be the 40th anniversary of the Tigers' most recent World Series victory uh, in 1984. And, and uh, recently I came across some old papers and something I'd written back in 1987 during the high of the American League playoffs between uh, Detroit and Toronto and the World Series uh, between uh, Detroit and Minnesota. And uh, I remembered back to those days because I, I was living in Florida, I wasn't getting much communication from. Uh, from Detroit, you know, in the, in the Tampa Papers and all that type of thing. But I uh, decided I was going to uh, try my uh, try my hand at, at a little poetry here, and if you bear with me for, for a few minutes, but it won't take very long. This is called Wire to Wire, my tribute to the Detroit Tigers in 1984. And it goes like this, uh, folks, so I hope you get a kick out of it. It didn't go as scheduled in the American League East that year, as Sparky's boys went wire to wire, and events some thought quite queer. When Trammell, Gibson, and Whitaker were the backbone of the team that made the summer of 84 a Motor City dream. It all began at Halcyon Spring, when baseball hopes all thrive. In Boston, Cleveland, and Gotham Town, stout clubs began to drive. And Baltimore, Milwaukee, and Toronto way up north, they too took up the challenge with all that they were worth. But no one else as soon proved true could match what Sparky had, and Motown's boys drove home the point with victories by the SCAD. uh, As Morris pitched and Parrish slugged the Tigers to the top, through May and June and then July, the winning wouldn't stop. Oh, through the early 40 games, they only lost but five, while all the rest did surely pray the Bengals take a dive. But no, that didn't happen, though the going got quite thick, and old Sparky's team would do him proud and do it all so slick. The summer came, the summer went, and still they carried on. The team kept up its torrid pace until all doubt was gone. Day by day, night by night, the winning scores did mount and all the rest did dread their turn in adding to the count. August waned, September came and now the pennant race became a kind of vaudeville joke complete with pie and face. But all the pros from J's to O's did take their last best shot to only learn at every turn the Tigers owned first slot. Day in and day out, they did their share to make this dream come true. From Lemon to Evans to Aurelio, that senior smoke to you, Those other guys all made their runs until the final weeks, but the game of chasing Tigers added pallor to their cheeks. And when the Brew crew came to town one last time in September, Petrie and his sidekicks gave them all something to remember. With Wilcox and Hernandez throwing stuff they couldn't see, Milwaukee staggered off the field, dropping a three of three. So when the season's hook came full turn and all the stats were charted, the Tigers clearly owned the game that Doubleday had started but still the playoffs were to come with Bretton Quisenberry, and when Casey died in four, old Tiger Town went hairy. The junior pennant in the bag, a season full of fun, meant nothing more than just a flag. The series must be won. The boys from San Diego just whacked the Cubs in five, and once again, Spiger's machine would have to come alive. The latest land from Vegas picked the Tigers in a breeze, but the favorites knew the desert as a chancy place to sneeze. The Tigers bore down and went to town with all that they could carry, and in the end, the Padres felt like Curly, Moe, and Larry. Oh, if you search this pleasant land wherever baseball's played, you'll find a kind of memory there that somehow just won't fade. Heroes come and heroes go, but once in each great while, you hear a tale like this one, remember back and smile. That was the year they did it all in 1984. They played all day and ran away with victories by the score. And you had to be a fan, my man, just watching them catch fire. That summer, Sparky's Tigers took the old man wire to wire. What did you think about that, Derek? <laughs> That's very well done. I, I liked it. <laughs> but I I think when, when you referred to De- Detroit defeating Kansas City in the American League Championship Series, they actually won that in three games, not four. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, like I said, it was... <laughs> okay, well, what the heck... <laughs> uh but anyway I got a kick out of it I really did I remember writing that and uh my brother well who was, who was kind enough to invite me down there to uh to crash with them while I got while I got uh started when he saw it he thought it was great you know because he and he and the family had moved down to Florida in 1984 right in the right in the uh the uh the height of the uh the uh, uh the whole wire to wire thing and uh I thought it was. I thought it was kind of. Cool. I thought it was kind of cool myself. So anyway, that's uh, that's the uh, little sports uh, uh, reference uh, for this week. <laughs> Don't need to step on your toes, Derek, and <laughs> In invade your territory. <clears throat> well, maybe maybe one day uh, we can uh, say the same thing about the 2022, 2023 Detroit Tigers. Well, I, I see. I see you're shaking your head. You're, you're nodding your head, not shaking it. <laughs> Oh, looks like we got Walter on the phone here with, uh, for a few minutes uh, spent with us a uh, week before the Edwards Notebook. Uh, Walter, uh, what's your uh, thoughts on the uh, state of confusion address?
5: <clears throat> you know what it should have been, Bruce? Should yeah. have been the state of conclusion. That's before he even opened his mouth it should have been over with. <laughs> Cause, Good cause, point. Good
1: point. You know,
5: well, you know that a, a lady, he was going to be lading, lading, Laid it down with a and loaded with a lot of two hundred percent lies. Not yeah. one thing he said was the truth last night. I mean, the other night. And yeah. uh, I was uh, talking to Ron the other day, real briefly, and he and I agreed both that uh, even though Sarah Huckabee did a good job, mm-hmm. I think they should have picked somebody. This is my opinion. I think she should have picked somebody else that was even more fierier than her. Yeah. Because she mentioned the word Democrat Party. They've gone beyond that. And they, Ron, and I agree that they should be called Domestic Enemy Party, the Domestic mm-hmm. Enemies of America Party. Sure. That's how evil they are. And they, and they don't care now. They're out of the closet right now with their evilness and their wickedness. And I think the Republicans, I think she missed the opportunity. You know, Republicans know how to blow it every time. Every time you give them an opportunity. They know how yeah. to blow it. And this is what I'm talking about. Now that they, since they were on the road and shouting down the slanderer and thief, not commander in chief,
4: uh-huh.
5: Joe, Joe, Obama, mm-hmm. they should have sh- When they should have shouted him down on some of the biggest lies he told, and they didn't do it. They sat there like a bunch of bump on the logs with smirks on their face, including, including Kevin McCarthy, uh, that they had to uh, bribe to be the speaker of the house. That's right, I said it. They had to bribe him, make a deal with him. Either either had it or he didn't. And think, and you know, thank God he was he was willing to uh, you know uh, give in. But I me they should have never had to bribe him to change his ways. They should have shouted him down when he lied through his teeth on all the jobs which none was created under him. He got up there and lied again about that. And guess what? Those were the Trump, I believe, the Trump jobs that he was yeah. trying to take credit for and steal from mm-hmm. Trump and take mm-hmm. credit from before the world in the United States right there on TV. Those yeah. jobs have to be refilled. That him and the Democrats and the blue state governors destroyed the jobs during the COVID scam and the shutdown. And they, the they produced a bunch of lazy sloths. A bunch of lazy bombs, a bunch of paranoid people who are still wearing their masks in their cars and at Walmart and other places. And some of those, I guarantee you, are numbered among the lazy bombs who refuse to go back to work and trying to have their laziness behind COVID. Still to this very day, how insane. And yeah. okay. they should have shouted him down when he lied about January 6th again. Being the, being the one of the worst incidents that ever occurred in this country so what do you say what since the Civil War. They sat there yeah, like yeah, a bunch of yeah. idiots, including Kevin Party so you know? and let him roll that lie out of his mouth. They didn't shout him down on that. Now that they were on the roll, they should have mm-hmm. shouted him down from beginning to end. And just like mm-hmm. um, Gary from Tucson said, he yeah. was very thrilled that they did shout him down. But they mm-hmm. missed the opportunity to shout him down on his biggest lies
1: oh yeah yeah well you know you know uh uh the 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 jobs thing and the social security thing okay in order to pay in yeah. order for the social security uh, system to function it needs it needs funding okay and that funding has got to come from people oh. who work and we're paying people not to work walter the the the, the uh, Labor force partition pay, participation rate is a little over sixty-two percent right now. That means thirty-eight percent of people who are able to work are not working. They're 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 uh, they're they're uh, getting all kinds of uh, government assistance programs. In fact, back in nineteen eighty-five, uh, a, a gentleman by the name of uh, of uh, George Hansen, who was a uh, a congressman from Al West, stated quite bluntly that when the when the percentage of uh, when the number of people who are receiving was, uh, households that receive some type of government assistance exceeds fifty percent, then you know the nation is in decline, and uh, you know that's that's absolutely that, and that's it was it was true back then, and it's it's even truer now. And we've got to get people back into the workforce, so you can start, uh, you know. Uh, Feeding ba- uh, paying back into the system again. And uh, Walter, I'm going to have to let you go at that uh, right now because we got the Edwards notebook coming up. But I want to thank you for the call. Uh, great talking to you as always. Uh, good points all as always. And uh, give us a call next week and uh, we'll talk a little bit more in length. So take care, my friend. Have a great weekend and God bless. Okay, Derek. <clears throat>
3: Is the once golden state of California now a haven for perverted human trafficking? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Arbors Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you wanted your cup. It is heartbreaking when one thinks about how California has digressed in so many ways. One of the worst is the alleged preponderance of human trafficking activity. Unfortunately, Democrat political office holders in California have passed a series of laws that have enabled human traffickers, both domestic and foreign, to ply their trade of snatching boys, girls, and women for the horrendous abuses inflicted upon them by perverted desperados, seeking to pleasure themselves by abusing their captured victims. California State Senator Scott Weiner sponsored most of those laws that now favor human traffickers in that state. State Senator Weiner also admitted he used to pal around in the same circles as Paul Pelosi's demented attacker. They say that government reflects the moral and immoral status of the people. Hmm. If that's true, then don't expect California to change for the better until the voters first change and want a better society. I'm Ron Edwards. Until we meet on the next page from the Edwards Notebook, see ya! And remember to join me live weekdays, three PM Eastern, twelve Pacific, to find out where. Go to TheRunAtWitch.com. dot
1: yeah, com. we're back, folks. The for the last uh, last segment of the broadcast. Here, uh, It's still time to uh, to give us a call and uh, lend your input on today's broadcast because you guys are the what make the are what make our broadcast. We're a listener supported, caller driven, uh, issue oriented broadcast, and. Uh, we love each and every one of you and we love all the support you've been giving us uh, financial and otherwise over the years. And, uh, you know, we're just, uh, we're just so grateful that, that you folks are the south of the earth. Um, without you, none of this would be possible. And, uh, I'm not sure, uh, uh, how Phil's, uh, how Phil is, uh, progressing with his, uh, phone issues, but, uh, you know, we do, uh, we do miss you, my friend. And, uh, uh hopefully it will be, everything will be back, uh, uh squared away, uh, next, next Saturday. Uh, yeah um what ron was saying was so true in his uh in his commentary uh there is that for for years the left has been pushing all these the envelopes of all these of all these societal issues and you know uh, as as a means of uh you know doing things for the children okay we have to we have to pass obamacare for the children we have to uh you know we have to uh 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 expand uh, uh universal pre-k for the children and we have to do this for the children we have to do that for the children well actually folks what we're seeing now is what's happening to the children okay human trafficking uh grooming of of uh of young uh impressionable minds uh you know all the garbage you see on on television uh like the like what what ed was talking about with the Grammys um uh, and, and, and also how we have seen these monuments to great Americans like Abraham Lincoln and Thomas Jefferson, um, you know, uh, and, and, uh, being, being ripped out of the, uh, out of, uh, parks and, uh, recreation areas around the country, uh, Great, uh, great Black Americans like uh, like ben, Dr. Ben Carson having their names taken off of these high, of these high schools that, uh, that, 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 that bear those that bear those names, and uh, because of some leftist uh, reframing of of American history as to to be not one where this country is a beacon of of hope and freedom for millions upon millions of people to come here. If this country was such a bad place, and I am know this has been said before, I'm not the first person to say, if this country is such a, a horrible, racist place to raise a family, to try to make a living, and that type of thing, why are you coming here? Why are you coming here from not just South America and Central America and Europe, but from a hundred and some odd other countries on the face of the earth? And And a lot of it is being done illegally. But we have to... We have to open our borders, everybody, because look at what the inscription on the Statue of Liberty: "Give me, give us your your poor, your are tired, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free." Well, what they're doing is the Democrats, especially the Democrat Party, they see this as a way to cement their 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 uh, their, their their one government, one world, uh, one world order, uh, borderless. Uh, Nations Without Borders, as we, as we call it, as Hillary Clinton would say, and uh, to, to cement it into perpetuity and to, to never again have to, to uh, bother with elections, uh, an election with, the, with another competing party. This is what the Democrats and the other assorted leftists want to see happen. They want this country destroyed. Not just knock down a peg or two to teach us a lesson, they want this country destroyed. Because the education system now is an indoctrination system, it's no longer. Uh, uh, again, like we said earlier in the broadcast, so uh, what? What? What is the focus of education now? Is it to uh, to give uh, to give these uh, these students these these kids a solid grounding basis for uh, you know, for a successful future, or to turn them into a little uh, a, a bunch of spoiled little self-important, self-absorbed, uh, angry, uh, grudge. Carrying a little social justice warriors with chips on their shoulders, I think the answer is pretty obvious. Education is not like it was when I was going to school, and it's not like it was when Derek was going to school. I'm sure of that too. <clears throat> we are not teaching civics. We are not teaching history the way it should be taught. And anytime you want to get back to that type of stuff, you are being excoriated and 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 just slandered by by people on the left and it's something that that we need to remember. We need to keep in mind, and we need to fight this every day. I got we have got the music playing, which means we end. We reach the end of another broadcast, the abolitionist roundtable of Michigan. Uh, once again, listen to this reported broadcast, so please send those donations to Art of Michigan, PO Box 135, Garden City, Michigan, 48135. Until next week, I'm Bruce Flurry uh, for our for our host uh, Phil Stargell and Derek, and we'll take take care, and we'll see you next week.
3: The Abolitionist Roundtable invites the WHAM Talk 1600 listeners to continue the roundtable discussions by mailing correspondence to Art of Michigan, Post Office Box 135, Garden City, Michigan, 48135.